Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question is from Leanne on Facebook. She says, my kids are 17, 15, and 9. They've been on lockdown since school was closed in March. My 9-year-old is fine, but my teenagers are finally starting to lose their minds. They miss socializing and actually going places with their friends. Me too. Anyone have ideas on how to help teenagers through this? Um, this is really hard for teenagers because their job psychologically and their development right now is to differentiate from us, is to bond with their peers more than they're bonding with us. It's to start to look outside the home and they are not allowed to do that right now because of this crazy moment. Dr. Lisa Damore, um, who has been on our show, she talked about this a lot on the New York Times book review podcast. So I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes for this episode. You can scroll down and tap on it and listen. It's really, really worth a listen. Um, Because it helps me meet my own teenagers and, and their frustration with this with more compassion, right? It, they are supposed to be doing something very different than what they're doing right now. So, I mean, first of all, our job is not to make the disappointment not exist, right? Or their anxiety or everything. It's not to make their lives like this isn't happening. Um, our real job is to just be an ear for that disappointment. If they say, this sucks, it's so stupid, just say, you're right. It is. It does. I know. It's terrible. I know. I can't believe there's not going to be a, a spring soccer season, whatever it is. I know. And then zip it. Let the silence hang in the air. Don't, you know, rush to fill it with, but you know, but perspective, but well, other people don't say anything. And this is very hard for me to do myself, but I find that when I just say, I know you're right, this is hard, and then let there be silence, 75% of the time they'll go back to whatever they're doing on Snapchat, but 25% of the time they might say something else. Another thing I've found that helps is ask the kids to do stuff with me. I mean, that seems so elementary, but 
you know, in normal life, there's no way I get one of my teenagers to go walk the dog with me if it's my turn to walk the dog. Like, they're not, they're never just going to come along for nothing. And yet now they say yes to, do you want to do a puzzle with me? Do you want to come help me, you know, make the dinner tonight? Do you want to do this? The kids are saying yes to things that I would never have imagined. And of course, a lot of times they're saying no too, but I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep offering the invitation because as you probably have realized, Leanne, it's when you're walking the dog, folding the clothes, doing the puzzle, that's when they start talking to you when you are engaged in an activity with, uh, with no eye contact. That's when they'll start talking. Um, another piece of advice I heard that I thought was good was that there needs to be sort of maximum generosity, to use Margaret's term, around screen time. That if you don't usually allow a lot of phone time in your house, maybe it's time to relax that right now. If you don't want the 13-year-old to have TikTok and all her friends are on it and it's keeping them occupied a couple hours a day, now might be the time to consider it. And that's hard because I don't know how you put the genie back in the bottle, but I think the opportunity to connect with peers, however it's happening, uh, might be more important. If you're worried about what your kids are doing online and sort of finding a way to oversee it without being in it, I have uh, Bark installed on my kids' phones and on my laptop, and it's it's oversight without you getting into their phone and reading their messages. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes too if you want to take a look at that. I think the kids' buy-in on not like sneaking out of the house and going to see their friends is dependent on their getting it. For young kids, it seems to me very clear-cut that we are not supposed to have the news on all day, that we are not supposed to be hand-wringing in front of them or or uh, displaying our concern, et cetera. And I think for older kids, it's a little different. I try to keep the news off when my sixth grader is around, but with my older kids, I'm watching it. Uh, we're, you know, we're New Yorkers, so if the governor's talking, I have you know, the volume up and we're listening and it's not hypothetical. So it might be easier for parents for whom this is not hypothetical. If your kids are lucky enough to have a situation where this is completely hypothetical and I don't even get why we're doing this, they think it's stupid and dumb. Again, I think you have to start from a place of generosity. That's their job as teenagers to think that the man is stupid and dumb. But if you have a little bit of that, I think it's okay to show them the Facebook post from a friend of a friend who's a nurse. I think it's okay to let them know that your cousin is struggling. I, I, I think it's I think it's okay judiciously when you can talk about it without showing fear to say like, this is really actually very serious. You know, share the charts with them. I just think it's a little bit different for older kids than for younger kids for whom it kind of is our job that this is one merry extended camping trip inside. Above all, I think you just have to sit with your teenagers where they are and when they want to slam the door and be in their room and look at their phone instead, if they're happy doing it, I think let them do it. And I don't know how this is going to change our relationships when this is all over, but I'd like to think that with my teenagers, this time I've had with them might actually make our long-term relationships a little better. 
Send us your parenting questions. We might answer yours next. Email us, questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now, Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.